0: For many STEM educators, there's a challenge of being maybe the only STEM educator in your school or in your district. On today's episode, we chat with two educators from two different schools working together to make STEM education better for their students.
1: Welcome to the STEM Everyday Podcast. Each episode features educators sharing their practical ideas to put more science, technology, engineering, and math into every classroom, every day. For show notes and more information, visit
2: dailystem.com. Here's your host, Chris Woods.
0: Well, I'm so excited to finally have on the STEM Everyday podcast, Marla Rosenthal and Christine Dixon. These are two incredible educators from the state of California uh, at Christine Dixon and at Teach Seuss to connect with Christine and Marla. Of course, all these things will be in the show notes as well. They've got a great website with a lot of great resources. They've been sharing and creating all sorts of incredible stuff over the past year. For educators, make design, innovate.weebly.com. Again, show notes as well. Uh, welcome to the show today, Marla and Christine.
2: Hey, how you doing, Chris? Thank you. Thanks for having us.
0: Yeah, I'm so excited because honestly, educators, if, if you're wondering about what it takes to, to work together even though maybe you're the only kind of STEM or, or STEAM or maker or innovation kind of teacher at your school, uh, Christine and Marla are like the gold standard of of finding someone to work together nearby and, and just doing <laughs> some incredible stuff with it. So uh, first off, Marla, just just tell us a little bit about yourself, how you got into education, especially the whole innovation specialist atmosphere.
1: Well, I started in education about the end of my 25th year. I sort of fell into it. I was doing something else and needed to get out of it. And said, I'd go into teaching for a couple of years to see what else I wanted to do. And here I am, 25 years later, not leaving. Yeah. And I got into the STEM innovation end of it. I, I was always that teacher that was willing to try anything to motivate my students. And so I started seeing these STEM ideas about eight years ago, and tying it to some of the activities I was doing in my classroom, to like the Three Little Pigs versus the Big Bad Wolf was one of the first things I ever did with them. And the kids yeah. built houses, and, and really fell in love with it. And then our our now principal became our assistant principal, and she brought the idea of a makerspace mm-hmm. to the school, and we had one that was unattended for a year. Everybody just had access to it on a schedule. And after that, the school really fell off of it. Mm-hmm. I wanted someone to run it, and I applied for the job, because so I thought, that's right up my alley. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I love it. I Like Christine will tell you, this is hashtag the best job ever.
2: <laughs> <It> <laughs> and, is. And
0: I think a lot of educators are just like that, Marla, though. I mean, they, they just kind of sort of gravitate to that. They say, I've done a few things with my kids. I like it. I like start doing more things. And, and before they know it, they're the one applying to, to run the makerspace or the innovation lab or whatever every school calls it. So uh, that, that's awesome. Uh, how about you, Christine? How did you how did you end up becoming the innovation go to person at your school?
2: Well, I uh, was always a second and third grade teacher and then became an TOSA teacher on special assignment for our district. Um, And I just did that for a year. And during that time, uh, we were, this new school was being visioned and being built and everything. Um, So during that year, I actually got to uh, go around and see different makers because we were going to have a makerspace and Mm -hmm. um, innovation lab. And so I got to see all the different types of, um, what a makerspace is, and there's, um, I learned there's no right way to do it. And so um, I got to really learn from other schools. And then I, I was um, privileged to um, be hired as the innovation TOSA for the school. And so I got to build the program, which wow. was very cool. So um, it's been now um, five years, we have an innovation lab and a makerspace, two separate rooms um, for now, but we do a lot of uh, very cool stuff there. And it's a K-8 school, and I get to co-teach with teachers. Um, so they awesome. come in and learn along with students sometimes.
0: That's awesome. And and Christine, I can imagine a lot of educators are, are thinking, you know, like that starting from scratch part, you know, I mean, that mm-hmm. both you and Marla have, have both kind of started that, that program. You know, we, a lot of STEM teachers have, over the past few years, writing our own curriculum, coming yeah. up with our own ideas, coming up with projects and saying what works, what doesn't work. And and, and before we get into the whole, you know, how the two of you are collaborating, and, and, and I want educators to really catch on to, to some of the great advice the two of you have for that. How do the two of you, when you find something, try it out, evaluate it, and say this works, this doesn't work with your kids?
2: Um, I actually have a very strong belief, and all my students know this, that it's okay to try things with them and to fail with them and to learn from those um, things. Um, And I've actually um, tried to um, really have other teachers that work with me embrace that too. Like they can come in with their class and not have any idea how this coding works and everything like that. And it's okay, because we Mm -hmm. learn together. And oftentimes, students will learn more and know more than especially with coding um mm-hmm. they take off with whatever i teach them and they impress me so i feel like i'm never really scared to try something new and i ask also how i learn is i'm so i love being connected on twitter and instagram and learning from you know we call our stem pln because that's that's how we learn together so yeah. well
1: and i think that also it goes with the whole concept of design thinking that we both yes use is that you may have an idea in your head and you go in and you bring the class and the teacher in and it may fail but that's part of that whole process anyways and the kids the kids know it and they're okay with it and i certainly am okay with getting through something halfway yeah. going, yeah that didn't work what can we do to fix it how can we tweak it or let's not do that again it's all part of i think the making innovation process
2: yeah Yeah, we're both very passionate about design thinking. I think at this last year, I keep saying that it's been our own design thinking challenge, trying to, you know, figure out everything. And um, so, yeah
0: the whole world has faced design yes. thinking over the past yes. the past year plus. So, uh, and again, if anybody's listening to this off in the future, this is being recorded in summer of 2021. So put, your, put yourself in that mindset, <laughs> you, know, you know, exactly what we're talking about. And and, and, and I love it how uh, you, you both brought up just that, that learning from each other and, and how much finding those people, whether they're at a neighboring school across the country, across the world, I know anybody that's been on Twitter and has been looking for STEM ideas has has definitely come across both of you, you know, whether they noticed it or not, but both of you are creating some just incredible things and and, and then you just share them. I I love that. I mean, that's because that's what all of us educators love to do, just share our ideas because that helps more kids and, and again if you haven't already uh, the links are in the show notes you can follow both Christine and and Marla but but you created these choice boards you created these stem steam challenges over the past year just uh walk us through a little bit about uh, what what kind of things these are and, and how educators can use them
1: well first of all we believe in sharing freely because we know that we've gained so much from mm-hmm. others who've shared freely too and and that's that's how we grow this because we know we we sort of work in an isolated island on our campuses, and if it weren't for people across well, the world with Twitter and Instagram and all those places, we would really be very isolated in our positions. And so, sharing is really a big motivator for us because whatever we give out, we know we get back too. And when the pandemic started, and we realized we work on a very hands on program, mm-hmm. and we wanted to save our programs. Yeah we buddied up Christina and I had worked together in summer camps before we we have a friendship with each other and so we kind of said we need to work together we also were tasked with helping the district run some PD when everything went to hell in a handbasket (laughs) and so we kind of went from there started working together to kind of talk about what our thoughts were on how can we make making and innovating virtual and still be very fruitful for the kids and not just staring at the screen and get them off the screen many times
0: right so, yeah. yeah that's that's been a big thing How do you, how do you get the kids off the screen over this past year so
2: Yeah. I still remember the day, Marla, that I called, we called each other right when we were March, what was it? The 13th, Friday the 13th. Um, And we, you know, everyone was in shock of, you know, having to go remote. But um, I think both Marla and I are so very proud of our programs and what our kids and what we've done with our students and what they have experienced and we knew that they deserved to continue the innovation mm-hmm. and so we I we literally talked to each other and we're like okay we've got to unite we've got to bring our pro and we have very separate um it's actually probably interesting to see all the things that we've created together collaboratively mm-hmm. we actually have very our, our makerspaces. like I said before there's no right way mm-hmm. to do a makerspace. our programs are, are very different right and so it was really cool to come together and um I still am, am so grateful and amazed at how we were able to collaborate. Like we're always like you know, I would start something, she would jump in. we I mean, this is all virtual too. like we're yeah. not we're not working in the same building in the same school. But yeah, so we started just uh, creating um, things for our students last um, spring. And then in the summer, um, our district asked if we could help spread the this, this STEM, which is actually something that Marla and I have always wanted to do. Mm-hmm. We kind of call ourselves grassroots, like we are starting in our schools and it's not everywhere in the district. So this was a silver lining of what happened was we were able to create all these things for all of the teachers in our district. So that was very
0: that's awesome. And, and that's how you build that STEM culture and, and yeah. you take it outside of just the STEM lab or the STEAM lab or the innovation lab or whatever you want to call it. That's, mm-hmm. that's awesome. Then, So the, the two of you started creating virtually, you know, sharing, you know, I'm sure through, you know, some sort of back and forth Google documents yeah. to, to start creating things. And, and you've got over these 30 plus STEAM challenges, these great pages. I love them. With links and things, each one is based around a holiday or a theme or a topic, and just talk a little bit about those great things that you've created, Marla and Christine.
1: We well, we started in the spring with okay, what are we doing? And so we started actually picking themes and building uh, a multi-page Google slide deck around the themes. So robotics, space, Earth Day. Mm-hmm. We threw a whole list of themes together and then started picking and choosing from there and vetting resources could go in there and we tried to launch it with a story or a video around the theme and then each page had like technology science engineering math or music and art and gave the kids options choosing can you do something from every page and then sharing it on whether the teacher had a Flipgrid or the school had a Flipgrid because these were going out everywhere and giving them an option
2: from there yeah. not
1: what we did in the spring And we heard from teachers that are in our district that we'd never heard of who used the stuff and the kids really liked it. And so we kind of went from there. And then in the fall, when we started, we wanted to not only have some quick makerspace ideas, that's what you were just talking about, but also tie some of our more extensive stuff to our language arts curriculum Mm -hmm. and interweave some of that. Christine came up with the idea for the quick themed makerspace challenges and Mm -hmm.
2: they were a, they were a big hit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Actually, I want to, I want to give credit to Melissa Hayes on Twitter. She, I believe that's, she put out a challenge and I, I wish I remember what it was, um, but it kind of inspired me. And that is exactly the whole point of why, you know, we share things is one thing like that can snowball, you know? And so yeah. I saw that and then I said, let's do this. And, and also I have two um, of my own kids here and I wanted them to continue the creating and the hands-on making and not just be on the screens like we were say- saying. So the whole th- thematic thing—you can't take the the elementary teacher out of us. Even you know, <laughs> we love some themes. So yes. uh, we got very um, excited about um, doing it holiday-related and everything like that. So yeah. yeah, those were fun.
0: Yeah. Shout out to Melissa Hayes. Hayes <laughs> underscore Melissa, and that's with one S in it. Yes. As well. So so educators are using these, and so many times, every time you like post a brand new, and educators are like, "Oh, great! Thank you. I love this." You know, and and really, I think it just speaks to the we as educators just just need those ideas. And and, and so much you've already shared this, both of you, uh, Christine and Marla. This idea of collaboration, this idea of working together. You you two found these kind of natural teammates because you've done things together in, in your district. And and by the way, if other educators or districts are looking for people to, uh, to to give some advice to some of their STEM and STEAM and Maker teachers, Marla and Christine would be great resources. You can connect. Uh, with them to to ask them, I'm sure they'd be willing to help in that way. Yes, as well. but, definitely. Um, yeah. But 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 talk about that collaboration piece. How did that just naturally kind of grow?
2: I I think in des not. This sounds weird, but I I, I want to quickly say almost in desperation. We you know we were we had to figure this out. This was our challenge. It was like yeah. almost like we had to. I call you know when uh, my students, I give them like a time limit. I say okay, we're we're not we're rapid prototyping, right? Yeah. I, I feel like at that time, we're like, okay, this is it. We were, were passionate about what we do. And we said, let's do this. And we, like you said, the, we started, uh, we use Google, we're a Google Apps district. And so we did um, a lot of commenting on docs and, you know, adding things. And mm-hmm. yeah, we just, as far as collaboration, I just, uh, if you don't have someone in your building or in your district connecting on social media, because especially the STEM PLN that, you know, we are all a part of. On on Twitter, especially Um, everyone shares and everyone, you know, you can put out a question. And just recently we had a, a, there's a new STEM teacher that um, said, you know, as she needs some advice and everyone hopped in, like, what what can we do? So I I feel like even if you don't have the, we call it STEAM Dream Team, Marla, me, and then we actually have two other um, teachers um, that we love and appreciate. You want to connect with people and don't be afraid to ask. I think that's key is don't be afraid to ask because
1: we're all out there and we're willing to share and, and it might not be somebody right local, but you know, you ask the right person or ask the right time. Somebody will reach out and answer your, your call for, for something. I, I'm working with the CA steam through the California department of ed, doing pure mentor program. And I'm, Teamed up with a preschool STEAM coordinator wow. out of Stanislaus County. And she's just starting in the process. And so I've shared some of the stuff I've done with my younger kids. And we've kind of talked about how do you how do you adjust that for even younger students. Right. And she's and she's loved it because she's so early on in the process, she's not sure where to start. Right. And that's often that's often the case. And getting somebody to talk to you can bounce ideas off once you kind of get going you you'll find your footing and and your beat and get going with it but the beginning it is it's overwhelming you're like what do I do to start I mean I know when I started I talked to Christine and she gave me some great recommendations and that helped because I felt like whoa this is a lot how do I pick and choose what I'm doing
0: yeah yeah and and so many educators are are like that you know when they're just if, if their district is saying let's add more stem let's add more steam let's add yeah. more design thinking all those kinds of things if, yeah it's kind of like how do you start and, and definitely that just ask a question post a question out there and and, even, and i guarantee that there are educators that even if they're not stem nerdy kind of people like us they're going to point you to people that they know who are going to point you to more people that they know and eventually if, you know it's gonna it's gonna make its way to the right people and and you're gonna find those people that are willing to help because we're again we're all willing to help
2: yeah. I think that the uh, you brought up the choice boards and we haven't really talked mm-hmm. too much about those, but um, everything we share, um, it's not just a PDF or, you know, anything like that. We give the the copy link so you can copy it and modify for your own. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know a lot of uh, teachers have reached out and been thankful for that because especially a, a, a big part of what Marla and I did this last year was to help our own teachers in our district. How can we help them with all of this and make it very, you know, relevant? relative to what they're teaching. And so us giving those links, letting the teachers modify it for their own students, their own maybe curriculum, it like, kind of like what I said with Melissa Hayes, like I was able to, I, I sparked an idea and then off I went with it. And, you know, it's it's just a, a way to have an entry point, I guess, yeah. um, or a scaffold <laughs> to, to, try, to try new things. And I know some people were grateful, even though if it didn't matter, their language arts
1: curriculum, it matched something else they were doing, and they could take it and modify it.
0: Yeah. And and so many educators, that's that's the simplest way to start. You try something with your kids yeah. and and it you you may just pick and choose parts, you know, like a salad bar until you've tasted enough things, yeah. you realize <laughs> what what your kids like and, and, and then you start making your own salads. And you know, before yeah. you know it, you're the one creating things. And but it's just that getting that started, you know, it's just which is a skill that we want our kids to have, that willingness to try, that willingness to give it a go. And again, we're chatting with Christine Dixon. You can find on Twitter at Christine Dixon and Marla Rosenthal. You can find at Teach Seuss, uh, just like Dr. Seuss. It's spelled that way, of course, in the show notes as well. And and definitely uh, all those choice boards, all those STEAM challenges, uh, they're on the website, Make makedesigninnovate.weebly.com. You can find them. Again, that link is in the show notes as well. Thinking about Already, just how much STEM and steam and making, all these kinds of educations have already changed just in the past five, six, eight, ten years. Uh, what do you, what do you both hope for the future of this kind of education? Uh, maybe, maybe Marla, you want to answer first.
1: I hope that we see it all over education. I still think it's still far too isolated. I know mm-hmm. I have nieces and nephews all over the country, and not one of them participate at all in programs like this. So it tells oh. me. We're not there yet, but I think by these kind of podcasts and us sharing widely, more and more it grows. And I hope, I mean, honestly, I hope that my position kind of dissolves and all teachers are just doing it naturally in their classroom. And we're maybe the kind of people that help build programs within schools Mm -hmm. Um, along the way. I I hope to see, because I think education really needs that. That's where our kids are going in the future and we, we need them to have those opportunities.
0: Right, right on, Marla. How about you, Christine?
2: I could not say it um, any better. Marla um, nailed it. Um, it really is. We want to see it spread, and like um, we mentioned this last year um, w- during the the pandemic of everything, we were able to spread it within our district and so we saw Mm -hmm. and we got the feedback and we saw like oh our students really you know really love this and wow they're engaged and that was kind of a spark um, and got me excited and also how much we've shared with educators all over and connected and collaborated I am very hopeful that it will spread and um, I think if we just all continue to um, collaborate and uh, unite in this uh, passion that we have I think that we're on our way definitely.
0: Yeah, I have a feeling a lot of those educators in, in both your districts are going to be like, all right, so now it's the next year. What do we get to do now? You know, yeah. this, <laughs> I'm, I'm excited to, to hear all of your great stories from, from the upcoming years as well. Uh, one final question I love asking everybody, Christine and Marla, if you could have somebody from STEM past or present come and be that, that awesome, ultimate guest speaker for your kids, just inspire them and, and get them to super excited. Uh, do you have somebody in mind?
2: I have a couple, but I'll just choose one. Okay. Um, I'm going to say John Spencer, because he is an amazing author that really, when I was still trying to figure out, wait, what is design thinking? um, He really um, spoke to me. Um, He's a great storyteller. I think my students would be engaged. So um, I definitely think that that would be awesome. So come on, come on in, John.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Christine's waiting. She's just waiting for you to connect with her. How about you, Marla?
1: Wow, Christine! Um, I'm coming when John comes over. <laughs> Definitely. I mean, you know, you told me to read Launch, and and yep. it's my it's my design thinking bible. It's funny when I knew you were going to ask this question, my mind immediately went to the Wright brothers. Yes. <laughs> Partially because it's my own love of flying airplanes, but I also think that they could really speak to the whole design thinking. Absolutely, testing yep. and over and over and failure. Um, yeah. But I also would like to know what, what made them think they could really do this in the beginning. Cause certainly like <laughs> I look at a plane now and I still am amazed it gets off the ground.
0: Yeah. So. And, 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 and you got to imagine that, I mean, like a lot of people were like, no, 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 you can't do this. No, no, no. Okay. You know, that's, that's just not going to work. And that very first time that they flew, I mean, just think about that. I mean, and, and here we are just over a hundred years later, we've been to the moon. We've been, what a, what a huge leap and to think about now. I mean, our kids to say okay so 100 years ago they were doing that what are what are your kids or what are you going to be doing you know 25 50 100 years from now so yeah awesome
1: I do it's all the nasa stuff lately, the kids are definitely inspired
0: to that's awesome any any other last thoughts uh again it's been great uh chatting with both of you today christine and marla any 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 other last bits of advice you'd be having for all those educators out there
2: Collaborate, collaborate. Uh, find your um, steam dream team, and it's it's out there. Everyone's uh, there to help, and I just can't thank you enough for having us. Oh yeah. yeah feel free to reach out to us on on uh, social media.
1: We're we're out there, and we're happy to lend a hand, send a send a slide deck, whatever we've got.
0: That's that's what it's all about, educators. So if you haven't already, uh, connect with Christine and Marla. Again, show notes. You can connect to all those places and designinnovate.weebly.com if you want to find all those great resources they've been talking about and, and check them out and share them and modify them and, and yes. make them fit your kids in your classroom. It's been great chatting with you both today. Uh, all the best as you continue to uh, build that STEM culture in, in your schools and in your district.
1: Thank you. Thank you.
0: And again, thanks for listening to this episode of the STEM Everyday Podcast. Remember to subscribe on all your favorite podcast apps. Please leave reviews that help more educators find out about it so that they can build that STEM PLN in their lives and their education as well. Connect with me at dailystem.com. Remember, educators, you are doing the most important work. Keep up the great job every day.